0: Hey guys, welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Siddiqui. Thanks for joining. Uh, Gonna go over the week 11 starts, desperate starts, guys we need to temper our expectations on, and guys we're gonna sit this week. Um, So... I'm going to get right into it. Remember, start your studs. Uh, if you're looking for quarterback streaming options, tight end streaming options, or defensive streaming, streaming options, uh, listen to the waiver Wire podcast that was published on Tuesday. Uh, you can find that there. Uh, one defense, if you did listen to that, one defense I did add to that uh, was the Chargers defense. Uh, it's important to kind of note that the Chargers' defense, are going against this Bills' offense, uh, you know, with the rookie quarterback. You know, if you didn't hear, uh, Tyrod Taylor is getting benched this week for rookie Nate Peterman. Uh, so that you know, that's going to be a really good thing for this Chargers' defense if you're starting them. Um, you know, if you know about Football Outsiders adjusted sack rate the Chargers uh their pass rush comes in at nine percent which is the third best in the league uh while the Bills pass production protection has an adjusted sack rate of 9.8 percent which is third worst in the league so you know that combination along with the you know a fifth round rookie making his first NFL start you know not at home uh for me that 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 says hey start the Chargers wherever you can uh so I'm gonna get right into the running backs now this week you know for, you know honestly like Throughout this whole year, you know, figuring out which running backs are going to do well this year, you know, has been such a toss up, Uh, you know, obviously start your studs. You know, choose guys who are getting volume and call it a day. If you have a three down back, make sure they're in there. Goal line touchdowns, that kind of stuff, like DeMarco Murray last week, you know, it's just very hard to predict. Um, you know, outside those goal line carries and those touchdowns, he didn't really do much. Um, you know, and that pass through the air was also a goal line, you know, goal line opportunity as well. So, um, you know, the only thing that we can predict is volume. Uh, which is why I'm not going to list running backs to start this week. You know, you know who's going to get volume, uh, but you know I'm going to tell you, like, you know, there are a couple of you know two-down guys who you never know when to start. But you know, you know, a couple of guys that shouldn't have a negative game script this week and are startable. Uh, I think you know you got Alex Collins, you got Doug Martin, Adrian Peterson, Amir Abdullah, Kenyon Drake, Latavius Murray. And then you have a couple of guys, you know, who might have who might fall into a negative game script. Uh, you know, we can never really predict that, but you know, we look at the line, uh, the Vegas line and we kind of figure things out. We're going to see we try to figure out how the game's going to be played out. Uh, so, you know, a couple of running backs that might fall into a negative game script or might not have such a great matchup. You got Orleans Darkwa, Samaje Perine, Alfred Morris, Marshawn Lynch, uh, Joe Mixon. Uh, and then you got some third down running backs uh, that should give you a solid floor in PPR leagues, uh, like Rex Burkhead, Chris Thompson, Danny Woodhead, Duke Johnson, Shane Vereen. Uh, you know, Vereen is a passing back that should be on the field a ton while the Giants try to catch up on the Chiefs. Uh, so he's definitely more of a desperate play. Uh, you know, two other desperation plays uh, at the running back position, as far as these passing down backs are J.D. McKissick and Austin Eckler. You know, as far as McKissick goes, he should definitely see plenty of the you know see the field plenty this week. I think. Eckler is much more risky. Uh, He's a little bit of a wild card. Um, You know, he can see increased opportunity based on his performance. You know, last week, or he can just revert back to what he was doing before, and that was kind of seeing five to eight touches per game. If you guys hear a little bit of background noise, that's because it's raining outside, and my microphone is right next to the window. So probably not the best place to do this, but what the hell? Just uh, you know, you know, I'm just trying to like set the environment for you so you can kind of like be here with me. Uh, Anyway, uh, alright, gonna get right into the the wide receiver starts. Uh, Gonna start with Larry Fitzgerald. Now, we have to keep in mind his home road splits. He's been killing it at home, and he's been kind of not doing so great on the road, and this is a road game. Uh, But, you know, he has, and, and on top of that, he has another quarterback throwing him the ball this week. But, you know, when you're, court- when you're the quarterback of the Cardinals, you better find a way to pepper Fitzgerald with targets. Um, and, and Fitzgerald, he knows how to get open. You know, he should provide a bit of a comfort zone for Blaine Gabbert. And where's, where else is Gabbert going to go with the ball? Uh, you know, he, obviously there are, are other receivers there, but the Texans have been a hot mess on defense lately. Uh, they've specifically been giving up the second most fantasy points to slot receivers. You know, and Gabbert, he did play very well in the preseason, and the competition in this game might be similar. So, you know, against, you know, against the Texans. So I'm not sitting Larry. I understand his home road splits and I'm usually a proponent of those statistics. But if I have Larry, you know, and he's on my bench and he goes off in this really good matchup, I'm going to be kicking myself a little bit. So he's going to be in my lineup okay Jeremy Macklin we have to keep an eye out for weather in this game. there are a couple of games that we have to worry about so just you know keep an eye on the weather report if, if the winds are you know higher than like 20 miles per hour I would if it's, if it's not a stud I would consider benching them. Uh, Jeremy Macklin's one of those guys but you know if the weather's okay uh, you know he has a pretty good matchup this week um, and you know as honestly like the rest of the year he has some pretty good matchups if you're in need of a wide receiver, he's a guy I would target before your trade deadline is up. Um, in, this, in this game, he's going to see a lot of Demarius Randall, who's kind of, you know, he's been a little bit vul- vulnerable in the slot. Um, you know, Golden Tate, Adam Thielen, a couple slot guys, they've had great games against the Packers. Uh, Cole Beasley is another one. He had a two-touchdown game against them. Uh, Brandon Coleman was able, was able to score in them all, all, as well. So, you know, Macklin, he's the number one wide receiver for the Ravens. He, he runs his, his routes out of the slot, and he seems healthy now, and I think he should continue playing well. Uh, Marvin Jones, uh, Jones actually was not shattered by Jason McCordy last week, and he still only managed to p- catch one pass. And yeah, you know the matchup last week it was good, um, you know, but this week honestly he he has a much better chance of scoring and having a good game, uh, you know, when he's on Kyle Fuller's side of the field, and that's where he spends spends a majority of his time. Uh, the Bears they've allowed the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers lining up on the right side of the field, where Jones runs about fifty percent of his routes from. So, you know, the Bears do a great job against slot wide receivers, and they do a great job on the other side of the field uh, where Prince and Mukamara has quarterbacks hardly looking his way. He's not even being targeted. Um, and I think for those reasons, I think Jones can see a healthy target share this week on his side of the ball uh, and have, have success. So I'm not, you know, overreacting from his performance last week. I'm going to throw him in my lineup. Uh, Marquise Lee uh, you know, he should be practicing on Thursday. Uh, you know, and he didn't practice last week, but he still played. I still have confidence in him. He's going to see a lot of Jamar Taylor this week, and he's allowed, you know, a pretty healthy, you know, point thirty six fantasy points per route run to wide receivers lining up against him. Uh, it's a matchup that can be won, and we've seen a healthy target share go Lee's way with Alan Hearns on the field, and without Hearns this week, I think he should see close to 10-plus targets, at least. Uh, the Browns, they've done a good job on the ground. Uh, and they might force the Jaguars to throw the ball a little bit more uh, than they would like. Uh, Okay, Tyreek Hill. Uh, Hill's, you know, he's been up and down all season, but he plays the Giants this week, and you probably heard it a million times over the past few weeks that the Giants' defense has given up. And because of that, big-time playmakers have got it done against the Giants recently, so Hill, he's in a perfect spot this week uh you know he moves all around the formation so I don't think the Giants are going to be able to get the guys they want on him this week um you know he needs to be in lineups you know Janoris Jenkins DR you know Dominic Rogers, Camardi you know these guys are good players but they just haven't been playing well as of late and you know it probably has a lot to them a lot to do with them not wanting to play for, play for this coach but uh but anyway, so uh, moving on, Devontae Parker, Jarvis, Jarvis Landry. Um, they're going to see a lot of Tampa's Robert McClain and Vernon Hargreaves this week, which is good news for both of them. I think, you know, McClain has done a better job recently on the outside, but he's still a liability uh, against good competition. So, uh, but Parker... You know He's going to see a good amount of Brent Grimes this week as well on the other side of the field, but I'm not scared off by any of these corners, including Grimes. There's no doubt that this defense has been playing better as of late, but they're still very leaky. They're banged up, and as far as Jarvis Landry goes, he has the best matchup uh, against Hargreaves. He's been he's been allowing 0.41 fantasy points per route against run against him, so that's a lot. Um, and he's been targeted the most out of any of the Bucks corners. Uh, so and, you know, Hargreaves was on the outside, and he was really being taken advantage of. He plays better in the slot, so I think the Bucks have more of a solid foundation moving forward. But this is still a secondary uh, that I would want to attack. Okay, Stephen Diggs. Uh, he's one of those players at this point who you just can't really sit anymore. Uh, you know, he's going to be shadowed by Tremaine Johnson against the Rams, but I'm not worried about that. You know, Johnson, he's been targeted a lot this year, and he's allowing more fantasy points per route run against him than the other corners on that defense. So, you know, being shadowed by Johnson might actually end up being a good thing for Diggs, uh, who can go off in any game. So he's going to be in my lineup this week and most weeks. Sterling Shepard. Uh, in the two games Shepard has played since coming back from injury, he's seen 22 targets and turned that into 212 yards in those two games. Uh, he had 11 receptions last week, so you know he has turned into a high-end wide receiver too with all the injuries at the position. And he gets a juicy matchup in Week 11 against the Chiefs' nickel corner Stephen Nelson. Um, and since Nelson came in to play the nickel, he's tar- he was targeted a ton, um, and he's given up 0.44 fantasy points per target. Uh, I'm sorry, per run against him, which sets up very nicely for Shepard. So the Chiefs, you know, as a team, they've given up the fourth most fantasy points to slot wide receivers this year, uh, the seventh most in the last four games, and the most overall fantasy points to wide receivers uh, this season. So I'm starting Shepard, and he's going to be in my lineup most weeks moving forward. Okay, Corey Davis, Rashad Matthews. I really like the matchups for these guys, um, especially for Rashard Matthews. Uh, without Joe Hayden in the lineup this week. He'll be spending a majority of his time against Cody Sensabaugh while Corey Davis will see Artie Burns, and Burns has been, you know, great this year. Um, He did fall off just a little bit in the last four games, uh, and I, I normally wouldn't feel okay about starting someone who runs a majority of his routes against Burns, but, you know, Corey Davis is just talented as hell, and he will see volume. So, you know, he's kind of emerging as the new number one wide receiver for this Titans offense, and with Davis moving around enough, I think he should put up a solid day. All right. Moving on to the desperate starts this week. Gonna start with Nelson Aguilar. Uh The Cowboys—they've been playing the pretty slot, the slot pretty well uh, earlier in the year, but they've fell off lately. Um, they're allowing the ninth most fantasy points to slot receivers in the past four games. And Aguilar, hes had some. He has he's had two tough matchups in his past two games against Kawan Williams and Chris Harris Jr. Um, so he has a good shot to bounce back against the Cowboys this week. You know, if you, you need for wide receiver help, I think Aguilar is a good play because he provides you that ceiling. Alright, John Brown. Uh Jonathan Joseph has not been good this year, especially lately lately. Uh he's given up the single most fantasy points to wide receivers lining up on his side of the field, not only the most throughout the year, but the most over the last four games as well. So he's not playing well at all. Um he's given up point forty seven fantasy points per route against him, which is second worst in the league. So, you know, When John Brown isn't lining up in the slot where he spends most of his time, he spends, and I already talked about how good that slot matchup is when I talked about Larry Fitzgerald earlier, um, he spends a good portion of the rest of his time on Jonathan Joseph's side of the field. You know, Brown is obviously a very desperate play this week, but he's a guy that can win, win a week for you. Uh, Bruce Ellington with Patrick Peterson shadowing DeAndre Hopkins will fuller out Bill O'Brien, you know, saying Ellington needs more targets and Teron Matthew being a liability covering the slot. I think this sets up uh, as a solid game for Ellington. I would prefer to start him in PPR leagues expecting him to rack up short to intermediate catches, you know, with a low depth of target. Uh, Matthew has gotten better as the year progressed, but he's still allowing the 12th most fantasy points to slot wide receivers in the last four weeks, and even worse if you look keep looking back, uh, you know, back into the year. So um, I like Ellington this week. He's a little bit of a sleeper. Uh, he's a good DFS play as well. Uh, but I'm sure a lot of DFS guys are are looking at Ellington as a cheap option. So just keep that in mind about his ownership. Uh, D.D. Westbrook, Jacksonville. They can be forced to throw the ball more than they want to in this week. You know, this week against Cleveland who's been allowing 3.1 yards per carry to running backs. This is the Browns we're talking about. Um, and the, that 3.1 yards per carry against running backs, that's the best in the league. Um, Cleveland, they haven't been allowing a ton of yards through the air, but they have allowed 19 passing touchdowns, which is second in the league only to the Giants and Jets. Um, so with her, uh, Giants and Jets, they both have 20, and Cleveland has 19. Uh, with Alan Hearns out this week, D.D. Westbrook can get some volume alongside Marquise Lee. I would personally wait and see on D.D., uh, but if you're desperate and want to start him this week, keep in mind that Cleveland's uh, Brian Body Calhoun has been playing lights out against slot-wide receivers this year. He's only given up .14 fantasy points per route. Um, you know that, That's the best in the league, and has only been targeting 9% of the time. So with that said, the Browns defense is leaky enough for Westbrook to find room. And this is all assuming that Didi fills in for Hearns in the slot. Okay, going deep here. Philip Dorsett. This guy's a sleeper for you. With Chris Hogan out... Last week, Dorsett played on 70% of snaps, Um, and he's been playing a majority of his routes on the right side of the field. And, you know, it was expected that we wouldn't see much out of him last week against Aqib Talib, but he goes up against David Amerson this week, who's been giving up a gaudy, get this, .55 fantasy points per route run against him, and the Raiders have allowed the second most fantasy points to wide receivers lining up on his side of the field in the last four games. Uh, When Dorsett isn't playing on that side, he will be in a slot where the Raiders have allowed the 8th most fantasy points to wide receivers in the last four games. This is more of a ceiling play, obviously, in case the Patriots choose to exploit his matchups. Um, and he obviously has a risk to score to put up zero. So, you know, he's a ceiling play. He's a guy that, you know, if you think that Patriots are going to put it on the Raiders, um, he's a guy I would target. Uh, obviously, in DFS, he'd be a guy that would be 1% owned. But there's a reason why he'll be one percent owned, and that's because he hasn't done anything this year. So, uh, you know, this is a great matchup. So, you know, if you want to play him, he's more of a glory play. All right, Willie Sneed. Can this this can possibly be Snead's breakout game? Maybe. Uh he wasn't targeted last week, but the Saints really didn't need to throw the ball against the Bills whatsoever. They just ran the ball nonstop. Six rushing touchdowns. Crazy. Um you know, but but kind of keep this in mind. Snead did play a season high 47 percent of snaps in Week 10, and now you know you have to assume that his you know he's going to make another jump this week as far as snap count goes. He draws a great matchup against the Redskins, and we saw what Adam Thielen was able to do last week against them. Not saying that Snead is in that in that realm, but you know we know how good the Redskins play on the perimeter. Their Achilles heel all season was guarding the slot, as they've you know, they given up the second most fantasy points to slot wide receivers this year, and the most points to them over the last four games. He's a desperate play, you know, he literally hasn't had one startable game this entire season. So, you know, Drew Brees, he likes to take advantage of glaring ma- mismatches, and Snead, you know, he can either drop another zero for you, or he can have a breakout game. Another glory play. All right, guys, we need to temper our expectations on. AJ Green's the first one. Uh, He spends half of his time on either side of the perimeter. He's going up against the Broncos this week. Uh, He's going to see Bradley Roby and the keep Tlaib. So Tlaib, you know, he's been solid on his side of the field, but Roby has been vulnerable on his side. He's, He's given up the fourth most fantasy points in the last four games. I'm not benching Green by any means in this matchup, you know these are not the Broncos of the past. Uh, you know we, we've seen Talib get burned by Alshon Jeffrey a couple weeks ago. So um, you know you got to start AJ Green. He's a guy who can you know blow up in any game. Uh, I'm tempering my expectations for Des Bryant this week. We saw you know what happened last week against the Falcons without offensive lineman uh, Tyrant Smith. The Eagles have a pretty good pass rush as well, so if Smith is out again, we have to worry about the Cowboys' offense and passing game specifically. Now, Dez does have a good matchup on the outside against Jalen Mills, so I'm going to play him. Uh, You know, we have to assume that the Cowboys will make adjustments after that debacle last week, bring over a tight end, do something. Um, So I'm okay starting Dez, hoping that they can exploit that matchup. All right, Golden Tate. uh, He's been getting it done lately. I mean, he's been on fire. Uh, so you know it's going to be tough for anyone to bench him, and I'm not benching him this week. You know, but the lines they do go up to, against the Bears, who have shut down w- slot wide receivers this year. Uh, Nickel corner Bryce Callahan, you know, he's given up a stingy 0.20 fantasy points per route ag- run against him. Um, you know, but this information might be handy if you're starting, if you're trying to make a tough decision between Tate and you know, and some other receivers. Uh, you know, but for the most part, he's going to be in my lineups. Okay, DeAndre Hopkins. He's going to drop Patrick Peterson this week, um, You know who's been absolutely shutting wide receivers down this year. Tom Savage has been giving him the line share of the targets, but I don't see that happening this week. I, it's it's tough to sit a stud, so he'll most likely be in my lineup unless I have some solid wide receiver twos to play over him. Uh, Robert Woods. The question in this game is whether Xavier Rhodes chooses to shadow, and if he does, will he choose to follow Sammy Watkins or Robert Woods following his breakout, or just really stay on his side? Um... You know, Rhodes has played very well this year. He hasn't been targeted much and doesn't allow many fantasy points to wide receivers running routes against him. So it's possible that, you know, he stays on his side, but we won't find that out until game time. The matchup is great if Rhodes doesn't shadow Woods because he'll see a lot of Trey Waynes, who has not been good this year. If you have another option, it might be worth considering them uh, because of the passable shadow coverage. Okay, Adam Thielen. Um, You're going to start him, right, obviously. The Rams... They have done a good job overall as far as allowing fantasy points to wide receivers this year. Uh, nickel Robbie Coleman has done a great job as a nickel corner this year, uh, only allowing .21 fantasy points per route run against him, contributing to the Rams giving up the ninth least fantasy points to slot wide receivers. So, you know, Thielen's talent should rise above these numbers and put up a solid day anyway. So I'm not benching someone who's been on straight fire this season. Um, so just want to ex- set that expectation for you, you know, that he probably won't go off. Okay, Michael Thomas, he hasn't gone off this year, uh, but I wouldn't expect him to against the Redskins either. Brashad Breland, Josh Norman, they've done an exceptional job on the Premier this year. Uh, but since Thomas's game is more of a possession receiver, he's most likely going to get his five to seven catches for 60 to 80 yards, right? That's his floor. Um, and, you know, he's been doing that in most matchups this year, even in a tough matchup. So I'm tempering expectations, but he's going to be in my lineup every week. Uh, Josh Doxson, Jamison Crowder. Um, the Saints have really clamped down on wide receivers. You know, they're giving up the least amount of fantasy points on the left side. They're giving up the least fantasy points in the slot and on the right side. So in, all individually. So, you know, but you know, in the last four games, this is what we're talking about. Um, but we have to take a step back and take a look at who they face in the last four weeks. Um, they face the Bills, who don't get much protection out of their wide receivers anyway. The Bucks, without Jameis Winston playing that whole game. Uh, the Bears, led by Mitch Trubisky. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, Packers without Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, Josh Doxon, he's going to blow up at any game now. And Crowder has been seeing some serious target volume uh, in his last two games. So I'm okay starting both of them this week against this team. Just keep in mind that this isn't last year's Saints defense. All right, guys, I'm sitting this week. Calvin Benjamin He's going to be followed by Casey Hayward. You know, that combined with the quarterback change is not something I want to be involved with. Um, i rather sit Benjamin and see how things play out with the rookie quarterback, uh, and I'm going to try to find another option this week. And even the following week, I mean, we can't even get a proper gauge on Benjamin, unless he kills it, obviously. But, you know, the chances that he kills it against Casey Hayward, uh, you know, isn't, isn't high. Corey Coleman, uh, he's all set. He's all healthy to come back, uh, but he's coming back against the Jaguars. A.J. Bouye... Jalen Ramsey, you know, they're probably in this article every single week, uh, and that's because Coleman, he can get shut down this game. He was playing a majority of his routes on the outside before he got hurt in the beginning of the year, so even with volume, it's not looking pretty for the Browns this week. i rather not play Coleman this week. Devontae Adams, he had a great game against the Bears last week, and he seems to have a rapport with Brett Hundley. However, he has a rough matchup this week. He's going to see mostly Jimmy Smith, um, who's allowed the least amount of fantasy points to wide receivers on his side of the field. Um, the, the Ravens' sec- for secondary, you know, you know, as a whole, you know, they're going to be tough to beat. I don't think it will be one of Brett Hundley's best days as a quarterback. Uh, and So I'm looking for an, another option outside of these Green Bay wide receivers. Um, and I'm not starting Jordan Nelson either. He hasn't been able to do anything without Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Cooper Cup is another guy I'm sitting this week you know even with Cup being at the top of the league and red Zone targets he hasn't done much with them he's clearly the third option you know at best in this offense behind Todd Gurley and Robert Woods and doesn't have the best matchup this week so the Vikings they've been allowing the seventh least fantasy points to slot wide receivers and Mackenzie Alexander has been doing a, 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 slot, a good job in the nickel uh, only giving up 0.24 fantasy points per route run against him. I don't feel confident in Cup this week. And that's all I got, guys. Um, those are those are all of the guys I wanted to talk about uh, today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed tonight's game, Thursday Night Football between the Steelers and Titans. I expect uh, Big Ben and Antonio Brown to have a big, big game against this leaky Titans, uh, defense, um, well, at least I hope so, I'm starting both of them in my home league against my buddy, so, uh, we're going to see how that works out, uh, as far as the Titans go, I guess I'm starting DeMarco Murray, uh, you know, (laughs) you never feel good about that, but, you know, he is a starter, you know, he's, he was playing a lot of snaps last week, so I'm, I'm rolling him out, uh, And I'm okay playing your Titans wide receivers against this banged-up Steelers secondary. Uh, Yeah, and that's all I got. Play Delaney Walker. Uh, Obviously, you're playing uh, Le'Veon Bell. Juju Smith-Schuster, I'm okay playing him as well, uh, even though the Titans have clamped up on slot receivers. But Juju is a playmaker, uh, and I'm okay with it. He should find room in this this zone D. Uh, Yeah, and that's all I got. I probably missed somebody, but that's okay. Uh, Thursday night football, enjoy it. Uh enjoy this week. If you have any questions, you can always DM me on Instagram at Upperhand Fantasy. Check me out. Give me a follow. Uh also on Twitter at Farah Siddiqui, on Twitter at Upperhand FFB. If you have an Amazon uh Echo or a dot, uh, you can use the Upper Hand Fantasy skill uh, to ask it, you know, who to start this week. And it'll go off of Fantasy Pro's, uh, you know, expert consensus rankings uh, and give you an instant answer so you kind of save time. You don't have to, like, get on your phone. You don't have to get on the computer. You don't have to do that. You just say, hey, Alexa, ask Upper Hand Fantasy who to start today between whoever and it'll give you an answer so check that out uh also horoscopes by the astro twins did you hear that that's my alexa my alexa just okay you know what let's go ahead and find find out if this works alexa open upper hand fantasy welcome to upper hand fantasy you can ask me who to start by comparing two players from ppr or non-ppr please say ppr or non-ppr PPR. Okay. I can help you figure out who to start between two players. If you say it like this Antonio Brown and Julio Jones. Le'Veon Bell and Jordan Howard. I would start Le'Veon Bell. Give me two more. Ooh, that's so cool, isn't it? You can use it. (laughs) Anyway, uh, guys, I really appreciate you checking out the. Alexa! Alexa, stop it. Thank you for trying up hand. hands. <laughs> have a nice day. Have a nice day. You guys have a nice day. Thanks for joining. I'm going to end this right now. See ya.